before you came to the Zencaster. You uh, <laughs> you got anything sharp in your pockets? Anything that might stick me? Any any weed? Are you, are you, high, are you high right now? I'm so fucking high right now. <laughs> uh, I just well, made a uh, meme. Uh, I threw it on Twitter because I was thinking like, man, I was smoking weed at work all day and it just wasn't hitting. And then I mm. got home and I smoked weed and I was like, this is hitting. <laughs> so I made it. that meme where it was like tired of looking at bad screen. Can't wait to get home and look at good screen. But it says uh-huh. tired of smoking that work weed. Can't wait to get home and smoke <laughs> that couch weed. <laughs> I got 32 likes in 32 minutes. So sometimes, I think it's a good meme. There sometimes, you go. sometimes that couch weed be hidden though. Smoking work weed. <laughs> it's just the same picture of the guy at like the computer desk and then the guy in bed. Where is it? It's there. Uh, on Twitter, he said. It's on my Twitter. Oh, I just Twitter. posted it. Yeah. Hot and fresh out of the oven. You'll mm-hmm. know exactly how long it took me to edit and get this episode up by how old <laughs> that meme is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's never once have we have we time stamped an episode so completely that's so true. accurately we're basically carbon dating this episode right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most we do is we date it by like the day we're like we're we're talking about this the day this news dropped or the day of the election or whatever but even then we don't really give away like the hour or, or anything that we're no, recording. now you know the minute yeah we could we yeah. could be recording these at seven in the morning we could be recording them at 1 a.m no one really knows now these hype also, beasts why would you can, can can use this information to to get uh to get their beep beep drops you know, right at the moment they're happening, like, yeah. like someone ordering uh, rare sneakers online. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just have a bot that like immediately listens to the episode and has a take on it. <laughs> and has a take on it. That's advanced AI. <laughs> That's technology. We they don't also have. have a take on it. <laughs> <laughs> if you also want to be uh, very specific about what time it is right now, uh, it is two to two. In the Argentina versus the Dutch game, and oh, uh, I'm watching it on my phone because I want to know who wins. <laughs> that doesn't seem that timely, though. What if the game goes for another hour and it stays two to two? It's it it's already in overtime. Uh, Haven't yeah? I was gonna say like scores don't change that much in soccer, right? Like games are famous for going O and O, <laughs> and then they, <laughs> yeah. I think well, they sorted well, out with penalty kicks, which is like <laughs> that's pretty fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm starting to like it. I'm, I've become a footy lover. You're becoming oh, you're football a footballer belt. now. You're yeah. a hooligan. Yes, yeah. it's, yeah. The, it's the World Cup. <laughs> Well, Jer- Jeremy has been football pilling Bryn because all month on Generation Lost, they've been watching football movies, which means I've oh, had to okay. watch some pretty, uh, some pretty mediocre football movies <laughs> and then one good one. You don't have to watch them. <laughs> I know, but they're on. You and, say it like I make you. Uh, I mean, they're that's on. That's a fucking lie. They're on in my home. What do they even call them? Like Miracle on Grass? <laughs> <laughs> the Big Green. Friday Night Fights. Like <laughs> The Magic on the Pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, and he's driving down the pitch and he's almost got it. Not quite a goal. The other team's <laughs> taken possession. They're driving down the pitch. They've almost got it. Not quite a goal. It's going to be like this for quite a while. <laughs> oh, the constantly happening football. Watch it here today. Oh, the constantly happening football. <laughs> uh, yeah, the football, footy's been pretty good this year. It's a lot of fun. Uh, nice. I don't really know. At this point, I don't know who I want to win because... Mm. Uh, the Mexicans and the Americans are both out. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. It's that's all the boring countries that gotta, I don't care about. You got to go Dutch, then. You got to be like. Take, I feel like take I have it home. To, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming home. <laughs> I love just saying it's coming home. Yeah. It's, I it's, don't. It's mean coming back to Amsterdam. <laughs> it's going to get cafe. <laughs> <laughs> what do I even do with this football once I'm high? I don't know. <laughs> I also like understand that Dutch people who live in Amsterdam like a lot of them don't smoke weed pretty pointedly because mm. they're so tired of tourists from like America showing up <laughs> and being, I mean, it's probably not a big problem anymore because you can get weed right. here now, but like sure. it used to be in the early, in like 2001, you, 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 if you knew someone who knew someone who went to Amsterdam, you were like, tell me stories. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember. They'd be like, oh, did you get really high? <laughs> did you smoke a blunt in the street? You smoked yeah. it in a cafe? Oh, my Lord. So you were I just paid drinking $3,000 in airfare to smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's good. Who knows? Who knows what kind of mids Dutch people smoke? <laughs> They must be smoking some really strong stuff. I was Googling Dutch <laughs> folklore today and it's 
bonkers. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm a quarter Dutch, so I know a little. Like so my dad's side of the family was like pretty into like being Dutch. Mm. Okay, so I know I know a little bit. I used to eat those really tiny pancakes and have wooden shoes and shit. Oh yeah, we do the wooden shoes. We have a <laughs> tulip time festival here. That's I really Dutch did. <laughs> nice. I literally You're... had wooden. I also had lederhosen. Wow. Oh, you had the hosen. <laughs> I've well, they weren't the actually hosen. mine, but I wore the hosen. There's also these like blue and white dresses that they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dutch costume. The, bon- the bonnets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's called Dutch. If you go to any like fabric store or costume shop around here in Holland, Michigan, they'll have like drawers. I posted a picture of it on Twitter once. It just says Dutch costume. Dutch and, like, costume. If, if you don't <laughs> see a size you need, please ask an assistant. Like that's how that's how big the demand for Dutch costume is. Wow. They run out of sizes. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> fascinating. You're telling me for the first time whether you agreed or disagreed <laughs> they have an amazing culture yeah love yeah. cheese too big cheese fan so i'm mm. hoping the dutch win this game all right, right on. I've but decided. you're only a quarter you're only a quarter dutch not like right. me i'm a full half ounce dutch a half ounce <laughs> yeah holy shit i'm a quarter pound so... dutch actually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a that's zip so dutch. much yeah <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i don't know what the whole is what is what is the hundred percent then i have no idea a plant yeah. <laughs> I'm not European. I don't understand yeah. how this stuff is. <laughs> I feel like people always have, like, especially people who are like, yeah, I'm actually like one eighteenth Cherokee, and it's like, how does that calculate? Like, you yeah. had a relative who was one ninth Cherokee, one fifth. Yeah, we own slaves. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, that's like I used to ask my family because this was like a big deal when you're a kid. You're like, uh, you know, like what's what's our family ancestry? And my dad was like, well, we're pretty much Dutch, uh, Dutch German, Dutch German. There's some German in there, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> English too. There's English and Irish, and your grandfather is Scottish, and um, <laughs> basically, I don't know. You're white though, like <laughs> pretty white. Pretty Probably white. the most most pretty white you white. could be. Yeah. Uh, try some beans on toast and just find out the answers for yourself. <laughs> Can you uh, eat a tomato that's just been smashed on a pan? That's right. That, if you can, yeah. you're English. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love if, that. if some bread and some beans and some like a sort of soggy cooked tomato, if you're like, oh, this all just goes together so bloody nicely with a little, <laughs> with a cuppa, then you know, oh, a fucking cuppa. Yeah. You might you might be English. So Look, the you, Dutch are fucking stupid, but at least they don't say cuppa. Yeah, <laughs> English people say like for for having invented the language, they've come up with like the most ridiculous terms in in english <laughs> like calling a truck a lorry what do you mean a fucking lorry are you three what does that even mean <laughs> red let red lorry yellow lorry yeah yeah like my aunt lorry i wouldn't call her aunt truck yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, australia's why, got it even more fucked up it's ute what the fuck is that <laughs> why is one of the um things in the in the docs about dutch legendary creatures Because welcome to BP Bledis, everybody, your number Hello. one Dutch culture <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know, someday, uh, I, I'm just I'm thinking Pokemon games often like reference a real world location. Like the most recent one is basically Italy. They've done the UK. They've done France. So what if they do the Netherlands? And then there's like a pig faced woman Pokemon. That's the legendary <laughs> Pokemon you can catch. Yeah, the Frickendel region. <laughs> <laughs> Frickendel. And you can catch uh, Gnome King Kiri and Lange Wapper. Because <laughs> uh, everybody knows about Zwarte Piet, like, like the famously racist Dutch Christmas figure who's oh, like yeah. supposed to be Santa's helper. Dutch people do blackface to represent him in like parades and stuff. Oh, no. We all know about that. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I good. know about that. <laughs> we, we see it all. We see it around. Yeah. But I wanted to educate people who might not be familiar with some of the other oddities of Dutch folklore with two figures. Uh, I'm going to start with Gnome King Kyrie. I have no idea if I'm saying it right. Kyrie. But this guy, he's the leader of the legendary gnomes, otherwise known as Kabooters. <laughs> who lived in the camping region of the province of North Brabant in the Netherlands. These gnomes had their base in the village of Hoogaloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hoogaloon. Hoogaloon. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you tweeting about that. I can't get over that. <laughs> What's with all the double vowels, Netherlands? Hoogaloon. 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 <laughs> and so they would make journeys into the neighboring lands. According to tradition, the Gnome King lived on the Krakakers in the Kabuterberg, Gnome Mountain, also mm. known as Duvelsberg, Devil's Kabuter- Mountain, Kabuter- which is a tumulus <laughs> located in Kobosh Forests, slightly northeast of Hoogaloon. And I can't even say that sentence without being like... 
I'm just making stuff up now. <laughs> <laughs> What's a tungulus? A tumulus a is tumulus. a yeah. it's it's a raised mound uh, of earth and stones raised over a grave or several graves. Mm. So it's like a burial God. mound. Okay. But, a little different, I guess. Mm. And I guess they just like stay there for a long time. If people live in the same area, they're just mm-hmm. like always the same mound. Right. Well, and it also gives like a spooky element to these gnomes. Cause like the gnomes in Dutch folklore are similar to like leprechauns or like hobgoblins or whatever in other, they're like little tricksters. They're like mm-hmm. kind of devilish. And, um, <laughs> the only interesting thing they tell us about the life of this guy is that he died. So one day, oh. Gnome King Kyrie was shot by a hunter in the heathlands of Rethoven. <laughs> Most sources name the winter of 1952 or 1953. Some places death in the winter of 51. Also, why do you know the exact year a mythical character got shot? <laughs> That's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a real guy. <laughs> Imagine if like Scottish people were like, there used to be a Nessie, but he got decapitated in 62. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, Irish people are like, we had leprechauns up until uh, at 1655. Somebody caught one in a bear trap and never been seen since. <laughs> yeah, St. Valentine beat them all to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to have leprechauns until 1983 when... Uh, <laughs> Uh, somebody fired uh, uh, one of their guns at them and he thought it was a little kid. Mm. <laughs> he was trying to kill a little kid for some reason, but he wasn't. <laughs> I would like that as like a new form of conspiracy, like, cr- like cryptid kind of conspiracy theory that you're like, look, what happened to Mothman and the Jersey Devil and Bigfoot is that the government killed them. So that's why you don't see them anymore. <laughs> they went extinct, but they were there before. Like Hunter S. Thompson just pops out of a bush and he's like, president's not the real president. You know that Bigfoot died in 82. (laughs) (laughs) You killed Jesus. Bigfoot died in 82. (laughs) Uh, And then the other character that I couldn't, I couldn't think it would get any weirder after uh, Gnome King Kyrie, but then there's Lange Wapper, which is a Dutch slash Flemish folk character who is a legendary giant and trickster whose folk tales were told, especially in Antwerp, modern day Belgium. And his story is that a farmer found some vegetables in a bed in his house and they turned into this guy who's a giant. Mm. And so he goes around the country teasing drunk people, uh, playing games with children and cheating to beat them and also using his otherworldly tricks to uh, fool women out of their breast milk. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very specific. Wait a second. Hang on a second. (laughs) (laughs) How, how you fool them? <laughs> like, what, what, what would you're the, the trick ba- possibly be? Pretend you're their baby? I don't. The, the, yeah, how do you pretend to be a baby? Yeah, because like my the closest I got for this is Rumpelstiltskin, and like mm-hmm. that lady, she's got a task. She has to spin hay into gold, and Rumpelstiltskin's like, "I'll do that for you." This guy Longa Whopper. He's just showing up <laughs> and being like, give me your milk. I don't really understand what the conceit is. <laughs> yeah, where's the trick? Yeah, either like something weird is going on or they're doing like a very specific like making up a guy and getting mad at that guy. It's <laughs> like, was somebody doing all this stuff so much so that like are these activities also common that like they coalesced into one figure? Yeah, it's like when you see a rule and you're like, all right you know who shit in the urinal that they had to put up a no shitting in the urinal sign (laughs) (laughs) nothing goes in here except for piss yeah yeah you enter a public bathroom and there's like a whole litany of like stuff not to do on the wall right it's a don't flush anything don't Mm -hmm. flush tampons (laughs) yeah don't flush i love paper towels don't flush anything. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for using the bathroom at work. <laughs> <laughs> I lived somewhere once and I'm pretty sure they had a sign up in the uh, inside the apartment that was like, some of you have been walking your dog and then going on the roof and then tossing the bags of dog poop off the roof. Stop it. <laughs> Stop oh doing God. that. <laughs> and I was like, who would do that? Imagine just not thinking that other people in the world exist. Like that's the <laughs> behavior of someone who has survived an apocalypse and for to, to their knowledge is the last person alive. That's <laughs> I'm Will Smith. I'm Will Smith in that movie. I'm just having fun with the dog shit. Because it's yeah, it's one thing to leave the shit on the street and be like, ah, no bag, or ah, I'm a lazy piece of shit and I forget right. things affect other people. But to bag it up and then toss it somewhere. Yeah. Insane. Like, if it's just on the ground, like it's stationary. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's gonna stay stationary. Someone yeah, yeah. would step in it, that's unpleasant, but they'll be wearing shoes. No, you've submitted this dog poop to the forces of gravity in a <laughs> random direction. <laughs> so now there's like a slim but non-zero chance that someone's going to get a hair full. <laughs> I mean, that's just revolting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, speaking of revolting, let's talk about Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> oh, I was having fun talking about the weird thing. The dog poop. <laughs> we can go back to dog poop if you want. It's probably a nicer topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what does this bitch have to say? So this lady uh, has posted on Twitter and has apparently made a big political move. She says, in a natural extension of my service, since I was first elected to Congress, I have joined the growing numbers of Arizonans who reject party politics by declaring my independence from the broken partisan system in Washington and formally registering as an Arizona independent. And I got to say, what? like, <laughs> you were just too cowardly to join the Republicans. Isn't she <laughs> already a fucking, uh, isn't she already a senator? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just like swapping allegiances, I guess. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm registering as an independent now. She'll probably still caucus with the Democrats, or maybe she's trying. Now, not what does to... caucus mean? Well, it's like what Bernie Sanders does, right? Like where he'll oh. run on the ticket and in their primaries, but he's actually not a Democratic senator; he's an independent senator. Mm-hmm. But she seems to be doing the opposite, where she's like, instead of being ever so slightly to the left of the Democratic Party, she's like. I'm basically Mitch McConnell with blue next to my name. (laughs) Maybe instead of blue, we could just have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just Mitch McConnell with blue hair and uh, goofy sneak, goofy uh, boots and and dresses and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's so weird because, you know, she's always tried to have this like kind of quirky public persona. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm a wild card. You can't count on me. Me and Joe Manchin are going to take away your rights. Uh, (laughs) Gotcha. And uh, she's, (laughs) she, it seems like she's trying to capitalize on the fact that like everybody hates Democrats. Everybody hates Republicans. And, um, but her whole like tweet thread that she follows this up with is just her being like, I've worked with many wonderful GOP and Democratic politicians. And it's like, okay, so you left the two party system to insist that you're just like both the parties and you look forward to working with them. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) This is worse than the forward party. This is dumber and worse than what Andrew Yang is. You've been outsmarted by Andrew Yang. (laughs) (laughs) You have lost the battle of wits to one of the dumbest men alive. (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking about, uh, I was like watching a video at a festival and someone had on a hat that just said math on it. And like, I forgot for a minute. I was like, oh yeah, that's probably a fucking Andrew Yang hat. Man, that was annoying. People just had those blue hats that said math because like... (laughs) I remember seeing people around. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but flipping them off in New York City. Just like, don't fucking wear that shit. (laughs) Why are you wearing this nonsense? You dumb piece of shit. It's so sad too because it's so unoriginal. It's obviously just supposed to be like, what if a MAGA hat was for guys who learn to code? (laughs) (laughs) It's like nobody wants to wear... Only the worst guy you know wants to wear that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah because because what's the the implication is just like uh yeah i unlike you i'm actually basing my plans in uh reality and math <laughs> and then like not putting any of those plans on the hat just the math itself right. it's just like it, it, it's fucking objectivism for dudes who uh listen to pod save america every day and, <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. It, and think axios is really changing the game it it's like if i was a politician and i was like all right America, I have a plan for this country. And to celebrate that, we're all going to wear a blue hat that says plan. (laughs) (laughs) Knocking it out of the park this election. (laughs) No one else has one. I I was the first guy to think of having a plan. I think we're we're on the right track. America, people say plan is a four-letter word. (laughs) That's why it fits neatly on a hat, I say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can add an exclamation point. You can add a question mark. Uh, still fits pretty well in the hat, I'd say. Just one more one more character. That's the funny thing about Make America Great Again is I always thought that was a lot of words for a hat. Like, that's just a lot of letters on a forehead. Foreheads yeah. are not that big. You got to get in someone's face. But before MAGA hats were a thing, you would just see someone wearing a red hat with a lot of letters on it, and you would be like, I ain't reading all that. Sorry that <laughs> happened. Or congratulations. <laughs> Who cares what that says? Yeah. Get off it, man. It's like when you see a conspiracy theory written in like long form cursive on the back of a truck bumper and it's like, Mm. congratulations on reaching nobody with that one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if you want people to read those, you have to go all in and become one of those those trucks that people are like... I found the holy grail of bumper stickers and it's just like everything is written on and it's all this like weird connected like... Democrats are stealing child foreskins to create <laughs> create devil wine that they drink at their sex parties and then like four more paragraphs like referencing the, the Bible and the devil and stuff. If it's really long, people will that. read it. But if it's like medium length, if it's like punchy in three words or if it's like a thousand words, mm-hmm. that's how you grab people. Mm-hmm. MAGA hat is a good hat because people just like 
They're like, yep, I know what that is. I could see it from far away. Mm-hmm. I know what that means. It <laughs> Trump means is like, I saw what they were stupid. doing at Supreme. They just put Supreme on things. It's brilliant. <laughs> I, put, I put Make America Great Again on a brick. It's worth $12,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He learned. Yeah. Oh, hey. The, he knows about deals. They now have a Trump 2024 Take America Back hat. Take America, Take America Back. back. Yeah. So like, they had it. And then mm-hmm. they dropped the bag. They, yeah. they lost it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucking dubs. I guess they're now not like, well, Trump, is, Trump isn't actually the secret president. Uh, no, so no, no. now but he we, should take it back. He's got to be the real president again. Yeah, he'll be the real president. Trump's like, I have to be honest. I lost the load. <laughs> <laughs> I fumbled the bag, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this one's totally on me, guys, but I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> he needs fucking Samwise Gamgee to carry him up to Mount Doom with the MAGA hat. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing is like everyone was talking about like trump's gonna be the kingmaker you know red wave blah 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 and it's like you know a bunch, there was a red wave a bunch of democrats won but um <laughs> like <laughs> yes it, it's interesting that like everyone really was over invested in his political like capital even though he's basically been like a hermit <laughs> for years now and like, doesn't just, care he just mm-hmm. lives at, at mar-a-lago all? and like occasionally writes something on an official mar-a-lago piece of paper that says like fuck you i'm great the same <laughs> thing he was doing before he was president <laughs> uh, yeah i rock people have just wised up to his schemes and like he doesn't just get like hours of free attention for saying nonsense yeah it's kind of interesting too because it's like i don't know i feel like the democrats like this should be their time Right. And instead, you have weird shit where Kristen, Kirsten Cinema is announcing her departure from the Democratic Party like it's an airport. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the level of political entertainment that we have now. We have to have the lady who did the funny thumbs down, like she's a fucking Roman emperor <laughs> telling us we can't have uh, student loan forgiveness. I forget what that was for. Uh, <laughs> was it health healthcare? Student loan debt? Gosh, oh, I, don't, I think it was healthcare. healthcare actually. Yeah. Some, something involving healthcare. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was, was like, like no, you can't fuck that. It. Don't love I'm it. I'm not a Democrat anymore. I'm basically Zoe Deschanel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ugly Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> what if Zoe Deschanel was blonde and terrible and um, more she, annoying? Yeah, <laughs> somehow more annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even less talent to draw on, which is you know, at the start we're starting pretty low. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why Zoe Deschanel is catching strays here. I mean, I do not like her, but also <laughs> she's not as bad as. The, Kirsten Sinema. Sure, Absolutely I would, I would, not. No, no. As far, I, I don't as really like as her I, either. As far as I know, blood. I would take her in the yeah. Senate over Kirsten Sinema. I think probably any day of the week. <laughs> I that. literally have no fucking clue what her politics could even be. But I assume they'd be bad, but not this bad. <laughs> I don't. You know what I want is I want the whole supporting cast of New Girl. That can be the new squad, not Zoe Deschanel, just everybody else. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the guys in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, what was her friend's name? Um. I haven't seen that show in ages. I've never uh, seen it. Cece? Is that Cece, it? Cece, yeah. She oh my God, you guys watch that show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen an episode. What the hell? <laughs> it, was um, it was a different time. I, I saw we it did, when we I didn't was know looking through Netflix and I was like, I can't believe they came up with a new girl. I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> a new girl. Zoe Deschanel is the first girl in history. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> in a 2022 interview on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Uh-oh. Expert, they should now reveal that she has a combined type of ADHD. <laughs> oh, boy. Combined with what? I don't know. <laughs> Stay Do you ever tuned. think about how many boomers there are that are neuroatypical and have ADHD and don't even know that they could have gotten like social crash by telling people that? <laughs> They're just like sitting in their garages, like working on cars or like knitting or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I didn't even know. <laughs> it's so cool now to have ADHD <laughs> and uh, be on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, That's there's cool. got to be some Frank Gallagher's out there showing up at the doctor's office. Like, you're telling me I can get uh, prescribed speed if I can't pay attention <laughs> to things? Wait, I who's Frank can't. Gallagher? I've been out of speed for a while. Frank Gallagher <laughs> from Shameless? Oh, I've never seen that yeah. show. You never seen Shameless? I never oh, watched it. Mm-hmm. Jeremy told me to watch it a little bit. Yeah, that's a that's a really great. I mean, it's painful to watch some of the most awful stuff. It's biblical. <laughs> it's a biblical <laughs> ass show, but it's pretty good. I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, let's let's keep talking biblical. Let's talk about these new laws they've passed in uh, Indonesia. So, oh, oh no, what could possibly be going there? Not good things. Nothing good. I can't imagine. <laughs> no. So Indonesia's parliament has unanimously passed a long expected revision of the country's penal code that criminalizes for both Indonesian citizens and foreigners in the country sex outside of marriage prohibits promotion of contraception, forbids progressive political thought, and specifically communism, very important and something right. that gets left out of a lot of the mm-hmm. reporting, and also bans defamation of the president and state institutions. And it also expands an existing blasphemy law and maintains a five-year prison term for anyone who deviates from the central tenets of the six recognized state religions, Islam, Protestantism, Catholicism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Confucianism. Now, I got to say, John, this sounds... Uh, what what do they say? Totalitarian? Oh, Author- yeah, it's, authoritarianism? It's, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is authoritarianism, and I think that I would expect already that America should be uh, knocking on their door and demanding coup, deba- demanding that the people mm-hmm. rise up and do a, a regime change, right? Yeah. This, oh, yeah. This, part, this part of the podcast is for Secretary Blinken. If you're not Secretary Blinken, <laughs> stop listening. Can you please <laughs> drop a bomb on Indonesia immediately to stop this from happening? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they we should already have been doing um, uh, sanctions. Sure, yeah. Gotta starve Tight the people sanction, who are Gotta there. starve people so that they raise up and take over. Uh, is that what we're doing? Uh, no, not at all. Is that America... Oh, the, the U.S. is pretty happy with this, as far as I can tell. Wow, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know that <laughs> Indonesia would really be able to get away with doing this. I mean, uh, back in 2019, they were trying to pass this, you know, three years prior, and uh, President Widodo urged lawmakers to delay a vote because the public was like, "We don't like this. This is a bad law." And uh, now, COVID has happened, and uh, the government probably feels pretty comfortable flexing its muscles due to all of the, you know, uh, appropriation of the the oppor- the financial opportunities offered to capital by the um, uh, medical crisis that swept the world. And now as a result of that, they just feel like emboldened and they're like, okay, you know what? You can't have sex outside of marriage anymore. You have to be one of these six religions. They all suck. Um, I don't know. Islam seems pretty cool, but the rest suck. And uh, <laughs> 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 it's just like... You you do have organizations like Human Rights Watch speaking up and like uh-huh. kind of doing their their normal thing, but like this is not getting even one tenth of the attention that like an ID a dead IDF soldier gets. Mm-hmm. For oh, instance. of course not. Yeah, it's it's also crazy because I was just reading. There's a part that's about like how uh, it preserves the death penalty, and like you were saying, uh, National Commission on Human Rights was asking them to abolish capital punishment, mm-hmm. but uh, the, under this new code. The death penalty has a probationary period, so if within a, ten, a period of 10 years the convict behaves well, then the death penalty penalty be changed to life imprisonment or 20 years imprisonment, which I don't think can happen in the U.S. So it's like, even as like evil as this country is, like we still have a more harsh uh, death penalty than they do. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think we're allowed to get away with quite as much overt anti-communism because we played that card already. Mm -hmm. And also, like, (laughs) Indonesia, as well as the Philippines, have, like, real armed communist militias that are, Mm -hmm. like, a political force that's present in the country, which is something that we just don't have. And it's very cool and good, but it does also provoke, like, very, very restrictive, quote-unquote, totalitarian authoritarian you know dictatorial however you want to describe it measures mm-hmm. from the government i'm i'm no expert on indonesian politics i mean it's a big complicated country with a big complicated history but um it Do you has think they're been... allowed to watch an act of killing there? Oh, probably not. <laughs> I can't imagine. No. It's hard to imagine, yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine they have pretty pretty strict controls on that kind of thing. Yeah, that's really all I know about that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if those guys watched the movie after they were in it. What, the movie? Like the, the, the guys that they got interviewed. Oh, they watched it. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I promise, I know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like only when the director showed it to them or could they also like take their friends to see it and be like, check it out, I'm in a movie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Check it out. I'm a monster. We play it for <laughs>, laughs. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> it's one of the most so disturbing things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that movie is like a portal to to some of the darkest parts of the human mind. Yes, um, <laughs> it's great. Go watch it if you haven't it is, seen it. <laughs> it is worth a watch if you haven't seen it. It's yeah. an important part of history. <laughs> um, speaking of history, let's also talk, read the Jakarta Method. <laughs> yeah, well, and follow Vincent Bevins on Twitter if you want to stay up to date on a lot of interesting shit happening yes. across the world. Vincent is a great follow. Good guy. 
Mm-hmm. Good guy. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about weed, though. <laughs> all right. Hey, now it's we're talking about it back life. home. <laughs> it's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> no law says you can't talk about weed. <laughs> Bryn, pull that up. Yeah, let's pull it up. Pull up the weed. Democrats try and fail to get cannabis banking added to defense spending reauthorization bill. Wait a minute. You thought, <laughs> I thought this was going to be good. No, it's bad. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. You think good things happen in this country? Come on. No. Get real. Uh. <laughs> uh, they exclude cannabis language from defense authorization text. Right. Defense policy vehicle again eludes cannabis banking advocate. Mm-hmm. Wait, what the fuck? What kind of what kind of place is this? Roll call. What is this? <laughs> it's probably where they like report on all the bills that are passing and whether or not the amendments get added. Uh, or... Yeah. I hate this. It's just legislative reporting condensed mm-hmm. into a website. God and damn it. Yeah, it's bad. But like mm-hmm. the, the long and short <laughs> of it is that like there there are there are people in the Democratic Party who are like it's really, really important that we let small business owners who run ca- legal cannabis stores mm. use the banks. And they're like, I think the best way to get this to happen is to try and insert it as an amendment into the defense reauthorization bill. Uh. Because the defense reauthorization <laughs> bill always passes. Uh. <laughs> it has to pass, right? Because this is the bill that's like, all right, uh, five trillion more for the Ukraine Navy and, and Ukraine and the Air Force. And we certainly need all this. We can't yep. do, do without we it. It's definitely checks. CIA check, Pentagon yeah. check, like absolutely just gotta all have day. it. Yeah, yeah. We need to fund the blob. Gotta have it. And then what's this line item about letting small business owners who run cannabis stores use the banks? I don't fucking no, think no, so. No, no, and no, no, no. Like it's also like, it's so weird because this is such a, a fucked up little part of the issue. Because it's it, we're all supposed to be like, actually, I stand for small business owners. And it's right. like, no, wait, I don't actually. Fuck that. <laughs> Unless I stand weed. for all the people who are in jail for weed still. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Why Why would they even care about this? I don't get it. It's just really weird because it's like, it seems like the thinking is that if you force enough steps along the way, like you iron out enough provisions of the kind of like two and three tier system for cannabis we have in this country where it's like Mm -hmm. depending on your state it might be legal it might be medicinal it might be totally illegal and all of the like weird shit that comes with that and the democrats thinking is like if we just iron out the details of this half-assed shit we've already done it will make federal legalization happen and it's like, <laughs> as fucking usual, you dumb sons of bitches, you have put the cart directly in front of the horse. There, like, right in front of there. Yeah, the fucking Democrats are like, they've quote unquote cleaned their room by uh, putting their blanket over a bunch of shit on their bed, shoving everything else <laughs> under the bed and some shit in their closet. Mm. And then they're like, all right, if we just kind of like, if we go in and dust around the edge of the bed and by the closet mm-hmm. and like shove stuff in more... It's going to look perfect and we can just go hang out with our friends. We've cleaned our room. <laughs> I have golden eye to play. <laughs> and it's so fucking cynical because the sweeping under the rug is like, oh, yeah, um, the small business owners, I guess we do actually care about them. Uh, let's try to let them use the banks and uh, maybe if we bundle it with the army stuff, it'll go through. I think um, the most annoying thing about shit like this is like I don't even really I don't even know if they know why they're doing this. Mm, Like, like if you try to, if you try to, I think what really started frying my brain about quote unquote, following politics was just like, there is no ideology. Mm -hmm, Like, like at this point, the entire ideology is make money for me and my friends. Mm -hmm, And it, it literally, like it literally doesn't matter if you have people who like have stake in this not happening, whether it's, I don't know, tobacco companies or um, who would even benefit from not doing this? I don't, uh, I guess the CIA, people who want, who have investments in mm-hmm. in drugs still being illegal, cops. Mm. Yeah, it, it kind of seems like a sort of like, because we they haven't made weed federally legal, just like different states have made it legal. I think that's a big like the hang up that like these states can't use banks because those all have like federal regulations and technically it's still federally illegal to like make money selling weed so you end up in this weird situation where they're like just having a bunch of cash or they're like it seems like most weed stores now it's like technically an atm where you like 
enter in your your pin and yes. like get back forty dollars and then like then you give them cash for the weed. You have or to whatever. join a club it's where so you stupid. get to use the ATM and they give mm-hmm. you weed as a prize. Yeah. For over- <laughs> so so th- this is how robust you won these the ATM fucking- game. <laughs> Congratulations! Hooray. Here's an ounce of weed. Your prizes uh, you get to pay for weed. <laughs> yeah, this is how fucking like r- robust and uh, effective all these fucking federal regulations are too. That it's well, like somebody who owns a weed store can be like, let me think of like a huge loophole that that will work. I can just do that. So, it doesn't so matter after, at all. After a sense, what you're saying, Bryn, is that like the 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 political system of the United States is so convoluted and so screwed up, and just a bunch of people doing weird demographic research and and what they perceive as tailism, even though they're chasing trends that have either already disappeared or never existed in the first place. Yeah, and so like people's mm-hmm. earthly. And maybe even transcendent motivations are just completely gone and they're just running around (laughs) doing what they think they're expected to do by others. And it's almost like you could say something to the effect of like, God is dead. You can even say, like, God remains dead and we've killed him. How should we comfort ourselves, the murderers of all murderers? Mm -hmm. I think you could go a pretty good ways down that rabbit hole. You could Trent Reznor that shit and a pretty pretty solid ways down the spiral. Yeah, I was just going to say, God is dead. No one cares. Uh, If there's hell, I'll see you there. I'll see see you there. Around the corner, fudge is made. Um. (laughs) It's Uh. just, it's, it's so frustrating to even watch it because you can't even... It's you're so far from being represented. Like, I literally don't understand how people can look at this and be like, vote, mm-hmm. go vote. Yeah. For, who? <laughs> For who? For what? I, I love when I turn on the TV and I see someone like Pete Buttigieg and I have to oh, think, that like, fucker. wow, I really see myself in him. Nobody thinks that. <laughs> Not one think person. That. And they all went to the same Ivy League college. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's like nine dudes who do, who were like 21, and they're going to Yale on a fast track to like work at the CIA, and they're like, man, that guy's crushing it, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's, it's like he's Corey a gay guy, Booker, but you know, whatever, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, these aren't people. <laughs> these They're are not real stories. people. They're not these like real like people, bro- kind of. Brothers Grim Tales or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Imagine you could just like read a child, like uh, a story about like a gremlin fairy who shows up and when asked a question just says, Good morning. Sunday morning, <laughs> and they'd be like, I don't like this story, Daddy. This one's really creepy. Too bad. She runs the fucking country. She runs the world. <laughs> yeah. Dad, tell me just chilling in Cedar Rapids again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's uh, the other fucking thing. I need to stop seeing the Clintons everywhere. It was bad enough with the Obamas, but at least I get it. Like the Obamas, they're charismatic. They've they had a vibe being on screen. Yeah, yeah. they have a thing. You know, they're monsters. They're war criminals. But like they, sure, yeah. they have a thing going on that I can understand the appeal of. Why am I seeing Hillary and Chelsea Clinton on everything now? Yeah, they're like the fucking they showed up in Broad City. Uh. <laughs> they're like the fucking Habsburgs. Like they're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, to them. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like not i'm not that's not a threat that's not actionable i'm just saying like my fight or flight response turns on like i want to stab it yeah like i see it like a bug any footage of like hillary clinton with like this phony smile plastered on her face and just like a thousand yard stare in her dead fucking eyes as she's like Hmm, I relate to other humans. I don't see everybody who's not in the ruling (laughs) class as a fucking bug here to serve me. Oh, oh, I love being uh, goofy. I'm having fun. You're you're like, I got to let it out somehow. So you go to the shooting range and you get the, you get the little (laughs) Hillary Clinton face and you plaster it on the, on the target Mm -hmm. and you wheel it out and you're firing at it and you're, you kind of lost in the moment, you know, you lose yourself a little (laughs) bit. You're like, finally, I'm enjoying myself. And all of a sudden, all these guys are kind of like looking approvingly at you. And yeah. kind of getting the wrong idea, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're you're like, okay, but I came prepared for this, and you wheel it back, and then you have George Washington's face, and you wheel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Really put- make them think. <laughs> I'm just going through everyone, motherfucker. No, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. You bring you bring targets to the shooting range, and you bring Hillary, and everyone's like, hell yeah, this bitch mm-hmm. is cool. And then you're like. Uh, Bill Clinton and they're like yeah uh, absolutely Obama they're hooting and hollering mm-hmm. and then you put Mitch McConnell and they're like 
Okay. Sure. I guess I don't like that guy. Probably. I don't know. Yeah, he, he sucks. Sure, sure. And then you and then you put Melania and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. And, and then, then you put like and then it's Baron and then you put, Trump. And then you put like more and more strange people. You put like Ross Perot and they're yeah, like, who yeah. is that? John McAfee. <laughs> He's already dead. You still yeah. gotta get it out. Unresolved feelings. Yeah. <laughs> he he really did you dirty by dying like that before yeah. you had a chance you to clear things up. Andrew Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Start unloading your FN scar onto Andrew Jackson's stupid face, <laughs> and they're like, "What is going on? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Why did you tear nineteen holes in Dan Quayle?" <laughs> <laughs> What is he, Bob Dole's vice president? This is Iran Contra, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was alive? Like <laughs> Alan Dulles. People are like, who is that? Who that is? What is that? <laughs> he looks that rich. looks like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you hate my dad? Is that my dad? I don't know. Are you Roger Dulles? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Foster Dulles can suck it. Yeah. God, there yeah. were so many Dulleses. <laughs> Oh, there should yeah. have just been one. Well, Alan and John Foster were brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, one was the Secretary of State, and Alan Dulles started the CIA. And one wrote Infinite Jess. That's David Foster Wallace, <laughs> <laughs> who's also a charlatan and doesn't deserve respect. So that would oh, be okay. funny if his last name was secretly uh, David Foster Dulles because he was related to the CIA. <laughs> he changed yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, he was like, I don't want my shit to be blue on Wikipedia. He, he could <laughs> yeah. see that coming before it happened. Yeah, he had he had some foresight, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I just love a guy who's like, what if a confederacy of dunces fucking sucked? <laughs> Bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> what if it had no perspective or anything to say at all? Yeah. <laughs> what if it taught you nothing? <laughs> <laughs> that would be I mean, cool. I do love that because there's like, there's two kinds of like really truly modern artists or you'd call them postmodern artists or whatever and they're the ones who are like i'm gonna make the most meaningful thing ever and then they show you the dumbest bullshit in the world and it's like this doesn't possibly express anything (laughs) and then there's the other people who are like i'm not doing anything important at all and it's like yeah that was just the most breathtakingly beautiful piece of art i've seen in my entire life (laughs) (laughs) well which one is he to you oh well um <laughs> mm, I don't know. Maybe I created a binary that doesn't support my point. <laughs> Fascinating. Uh, wait, maybe Could you're... this happen on a weed podcast? <laughs> maybe you're doing one of the two by uh, making up a, uh, uh, a harsh binary that doesn't fit anything in, just to feel something. You're just like oh, making, okay. up a, making up a tweet, like a like a, a hot take tweet that that is meaningless but gets fifty thousand retweets. So you're like, I really said something today. Yeah. Some I've I've inspired I've been inspired actually. So what you're saying is like the most successful people on Twitter just have projection brain and are just doing like mm-hmm. pathology a, that they should tell a therapist. A thousand percent. Yeah, but on a blue app. That's a hundred percent what's happening. Except for Drill. I think Drill is just tweeting like the collective unconscious of America in the twenty first century. <laughs> Drill I feel is like he shaman. figured out how to go the yeah. other way. Yeah. <laughs> he he's just like a pure reflection. Like he takes everyone's projection and then like turns it into a turns it into art. He's the great salmon swimming against the current while the yeah, rest yeah. of us sheep fish <laughs> swim with the current. <laughs> sheep fish. I'm a sheep fish. I'm yeah. a sheep fish for sure. That sounds like a far side comic. <laughs> he was still making those today. He is. They'd have a sheep fish. Oh yeah. Gary Larson, go check out his website. He's got a new far side and they're pretty fucking funny. Man, there's so many of those guys are still going. Heathcliff is still going. Heathcliff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that <laughs> the same guy? And Heathcliff has become way more on. Un- like, the modern Heathcliff is unhinged. It is. <laughs> In what way? Heathcliff is very postmodern, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ones where he'll just be like, I forget what it. There's a type of meat he's always really into. It's ham, right? Ham, he, yeah. He has like a hat that says, I love ham. And they're like, yeah. oh, Heathcliff <laughs> loves ham. Wait, is that real though? Yeah, no, they're, they're real Heathcliffs. They're go to, real. Go to like today's Heathcliff. I'm and going, just like, I'm going there right now. Let's get Heathcliff of the day going on. This okay. Show. Well, this is from February. I think, okay. Mm. They don't do very many. It looks like we've got February 3rd, 2017. It says, <laughs> <laughs> What? It says it says uh, vending machines, and there's two vending machines, and one is labeled soda, and the other is labeled garbage, (laughs) and uh, all of the animals, a Heathcliff and a raccoon and a mouse and a squirrel and a dog, 
are lined up for the garbage one and a man is saying there's always a line for that one <laughs> and he goes pondering he's got his little hand on his chin yeah he's, he's like, like looking at it like it's garbage? a deli sandwich board yeah. <laughs> and everyone's waiting patiently the raccoon's like well my turn next i wonder what i'll get 2017 why is this why does this exist yeah. i mean i'm on heathcliff i'm on gocomics.com i got today's heathcliff all right December tell me about nine, it. and it's just four it's heathcliff and three other cats standing in front of a house next to a koi pond talking <laughs> And then you have an elderly couple standing inside the house. You can see them through the window and it says, the koi pond attracts a lot of riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it means Heathcliff is always like running a gang. That's like mm. one of the big things about him is that he like organizes the neighborhood into doing mischief or getting together and like wearing matching ham shirts or something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is funny. I, I looked at trending uh, comics and this one is from to yesterday and it's it's called bleeble i think mm -hmm. view i don't know what is this it's views mid-east by cartoon arts it's oh, okay. like a sort of generic like political it just cartoons says, german german police arrest 25 over far right plot to overthrow government and they have nazi and then it says capital attack is january 6th and then it has trump hair as a Nazi. As like a swastika? What? Yeah. This is, a, this is nonsense. Is really weird. <laughs> but mean, what if they already did that? Wait, what does this mean? Arrest 25 over a far-right plot to overthrow? That's not what happened. Didn't that just happen in Germany or something? Or Oh, did it? I think somebody... In, in Germany, some people were like plotting to overthrow the government. Yeah. I'm, they were now, like, the AFD isn't right-wing enough. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like it that they can't say Hitler. <laughs> oh, man. Going through the political cartoons is really... Yeah, I'm looking God. at it. Political cartoons have fallen a long way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just looking at some old Bloom County. That's why Dan Quayle was in my memory bank. Uh, <laughs> really great 1980s Oof. political cartoonery, but it's like chain emails, I think, destroyed political cartoons mm. and turned them into like a reflection of a reflection of a reflection of a reflection of someone making a point who knows what it was. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Some of these are insane. I don't, I don't know what they're <laughs> re referencing at all. <laughs> that, well, that one is uh, in our notes, I think. The one you were just looking at. Is, oh, okay. Uh, it's a, so, oh, Brittany Griner. Yeah, you know about her. She was arrested in Russia for smoking weed. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And she got released. She got freed in exchange for an arms dealer. So, John, the comic is uh, Brittany at a basketball court shooting. It looks like she's going to miss. And she's thinking, <laughs> I missed shooting. And then you have uh, a horrible looking man with a humongous missile launcher labeled arms trade. <laughs> and he's thinking, ditto. <laughs> well, it? it's, he's also labeled Victor Bout. Victor Bout. Victor Bout, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> been so mad about this guy, Victor Bout. They're like, he's one of the most well-known arms dealers in the world. I'm like, bro, your tax dollars go to Raytheon. <laughs> yeah, are you sure you don't mean everyone at the CIA? Like, yeah. I don't know who Victor Bout is. Mm -hmm. uh, Zach Fox really said it right. I'm paraphrasing, but he posted something like, everyone's mad about one arms dealer. Like, that's not an average side hustle in America. <laughs> and he replied to himself, he was like, I could buy a rocket launcher at Chipotle. <laughs> True, Zach. That's correct. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, the only thing that would have made this better is if Britney came home and then they also sent someone from the CIA to Russia to take her place. Right. Then that'd be a good trade. A really whiny person with Havana syndrome. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I have such a headache. I hate the Kremlin. Like, <laughs> they're sent so back in, here. <laughs> they're sent back in like six months because they're like constantly saying they're breaking out in hives from the prison food. They're saying like they've already done so much emotional labor. They can't possibly like build a railroad track or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. 1950s ass chain gang. Sitting as a political prisoner somewhere deep in like a Russian jail and just being like, they couldn't do this without me. <laughs> I basically integrated myself into the whole system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so fucking weird. And like they're, they're, they're trying to play up like this guy's nickname is the, the merchant of death. Mm -hmm. And he's been an arms dealer for his whole life. He used to be a Soviet. What did he used to be? A Soviet military officer and translator. <laughs> like that's supposed to be real fucking scary. <laughs> well, this guy looks like Tarkovsky. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he looks badass. I'm gonna be yeah. real. I think that's why Americans <laughs> don't like him so much. Is because I'm in love with Victor Bout. Mm -hmm. He's kind of way tough. Like he, <laughs> huge action movie starring this guy would outperform any action movie that's ever been made. Yeah, yeah. this guy's rocks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looks like a caricature from like a Venture Brothers episode of yeah. what like a Russian arms dealer would look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in the 80s, guys that looked like this and uh, could lift weights, like there were just hundreds of them. 
and they would show up in like no budget like kung fu movies or action movies or whatever they'd right. be a henchman or they'd be like the the bad guy second in command or maybe they'd be a good guy sometimes well it's also so funny how like these these guys who have like evil dude face you know like they they can find good photos of him to be like yeah he's a tough guy he's a killer guy he, he would also be able to like evade police capture by simply blending it at a jeff foxworthy show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just pretend that you talk like boomhauer i am love guns so much and i also love redneck comedy tour <laughs> it's very funny <laughs> here your sign <laughs> here your sign <laughs> ron white he hate bitch ex-wife <laughs> he drunk i love drunk man <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says that he served in the Soviet Armed Forces. Uh, he was graduated from the Russian Military Institute for Foreign Languages. He is a polyglot and a master of five languages, Portuguese, English, French, Arabic, and Farsi. Nice. Uh, and he's also reported to be fluent in Esperanto. Is oh. anyone fluent in that? How do you check that? <laughs> Which you A learned made up language that was invented so everyone could talk to each other that nobody used. Basically, the, the language equivalent of the Dreamcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's the TurboGrafx-16. Yeah, too good for um, this world. He's reported to be fluent in Esperanto, which he learned at age 12. In the early 1980s. Wow. Uh, in, a, in a club. They in just hate Dush an overachiever. Dushan they hate a rise and grinder who got the bag before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If this guy was just an American woman, people would be like, next Hillary Clinton? Come on, get him in office. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he would be mayor of New York City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have voted yeah. for him. He was assisting the people's movement for the liberation of Angola. Okay. Uh, in the Angolan Civil War. That's um, a tough war. He was only They're, there for a few weeks, though. None of them are easy. <laughs> that he one also, was pretty tough. <laughs> during this time in Africa, he also went on to learn Zoha and Zulu languages. Wow. This man just knows languages. The guy doesn't slack. Well, I mean, how are you going to sell guns if you can't talk to that, people? There you go. Yeah, yeah, they got to trust you. And you got to keep getting into new markets. The people whose languages I already speak have already got guns. I'm that good. Like, saying they drew him like this. Like he this. doesn't look like that at all. Yeah, they drew him, they drew him like a caveman or something. Yeah, Wait, but he where? Uh, oh yeah, on, I gotta, send John. I gotta then. send it to you. Rin was okay. just clicking around on GoComics.com and <laughs> found some gold. <laughs> but like, yeah, make they, him look like an '80s bad guy. Well, <laughs> it's worse than that. He's like he has like stink lines around him. He's he's. Like all dark. Yeah. Like, like, oh wow! They made it. He looks like it a super uh, racist. Yeah. Some like guy who is functionally pretty white. <laughs> he looks pretty white. Yeah. But he's it's like, like the like... most Russian. Like, like you said, he looks like a mix between Jeff Foxworthy and Tarkovsky. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like he doesn't look like this at all. They're like, yeah, you probably don't know what he looks like. So we're just <laughs> gonna draw someone who like looks vaguely Middle Eastern, uh, a quarter <laughs> yeah. black. He's uh, wearing like a he's wearing a shirt made of dirt, basically. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why is he like, so he, wide? And he's like huge too. Yeah, he's like supposed to be this really big guy. Like as if all evil dudes are like incredibly short, squat, rotund men yeah. who have stink lines coming off of them. <laughs> great, <laughs> great display. Of yeah. Your artistic prowess. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the real Victor Bout looks like he works at a uh, record store that only sells jazz records. <laughs> yeah, like if he told me that he was a personal trainer in San Francisco, I would believe him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but it seems like a pretty, pretty, pretty smart guy. I don't know. I mean, I'm on his side now. Yeah, I don't even know anything about him, but I'm just I'm pro Victor Bout. I maybe gotta say I got stars in my but, eyes. Yeah. I'm saying a wooga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pounding the table. My eyes are popping out of my head. My my tongue has unfurled. Mm -hmm. I wonder how long uh, him and Brittany uh, Grinier are gonna just like show up in Google searches together. Like, are they just gonna be forever associated with each other now? Oh yeah. Apparently, uh, the 2005 film Lord of War is reportedly based on his personal history and black market activities all right. with Nicolas right. Cage, which I really liked when it came out and I watched recently and I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> so I can't actually uh, remember if, if I, which, which, which version of me is right about that movie. Mm. That's what happens with Nick Cage. Uh, he, there was a spell cast on him when he was a teenager <laughs> by a witch. And she said, people who watch your movies will love them the first time they see them. Oh, no. And then they will hate them forever. <laughs> <laughs> I still like uh, Adaptation. That's a great film. Uh, I don't know if I'd say I like Face Off, but Face Off is incredible. Was, was Adaptation <laughs> an original? Or was it based on something? It was based on something. <laughs> 
Oh, so it was an adaptation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a weird movie. You ever uh, seen that movie? No. Oh, I highly recommend. You'll oh, yeah. like right, it. I'll check it out. It's weird. Yeah, get, get blazed and watch it and be like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, I was going to make a dumb national treasure joke. Now you're like, watch this fucking Nick Cage movie. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Uh, it's also, good. Vampire's Kiss, very good. Oh, movie. that movie is that. That's incredible. That's definitely better than Face Off. <laughs> well, it kind of gives <laughs> away, you know, like you, there's no will they, won't they, right? <laughs> well, actually, you'd be surprised. Oh, all right, I'll have to check that out too. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Maybe you can tell. <laughs> I've seen maybe too many. I think at this point. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, they finally let they, they freed our man. Victor Bout is is free, mm-hmm. and, and they right. freed our lady. You know, shouldn't go to jail just for smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, that's very dumb too. bullshit. Yeah, you know Russia sucks too. Yeah, yeah, both governments, tisk tisk, guys. If you've been like, wow, these communists, they must love Russia. Actually, no, Russia sucks yeah. dick now, mostly because of America. I really, Russia's one. <laughs> communists or you ask a communist, it's like, do you like Russia? And it's like, I really prefer their old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> really big fan of their first or yeah. like mm-hmm. second record. That yeah. first studio album was great. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I loved it. <laughs> you got to see him live yeah, uh, before the name change. Honestly. Yeah, I mean now it's yeah, like yeah. it's not really they don't they have one member that's the same still. They're mostly yeah. not really the same band. Yeah, it doesn't really mm, count. They lost a bunch of member states. It hasn't really been the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they really lost it, and they had no sauce whatsoever. No sauce. Well, before um, we get too sidetracked and we we totally lose our ability to talk about geopolitics coherently, let's just quickly <laughs> talk about what's happening in what? Latin America. They ousted Pedro. Castillo in Peru, there was a long boiling crisis where they were trying to get rid of him, certain conservative elements in the judiciary, undoubtedly the CIA. He actually appealed to the OAS for help, and the OAS made a non-binding resolution in Washington to back him. But uh, I think two days ago, as of the day of recording, he was ousted and his vice president has taken the reins instead. Um, Because it's somebody from within his own party that has succeeded him, I'm having trouble understanding all of the details of what was going on. What level of destabilization has been achieved? Wow. The motivations of the different people involved? Hard to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I do smell CIA, and especially because there was also, as Ben Norton has been reporting on Multipolarista, a soft coup in Argentina against Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, where um, the judiciary has been trying to remove her from a life in politics, basically like a lifetime ban on re-entering politics. She's been the president, the vice president, and the first lady of Argentina at various times, is a notably progressive figure, which is like, you know, we're like, oh, progressive isn't that good. Argentina's a pretty fascist country. You're lucky to get sure. a progressive. <laughs> progressive um, yeah. is good. Whatever that means. Yeah, I have no idea what it means, mm-hmm. but it sounds better than straight up you know, whatever's happening in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And this is the lady. It means who, there's a chance they won't shoot you. They right. might still decide to shoot you if they decide you're a terrorist or something, but they might not. Well, they right. tried. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the late. Remember when that guy that was connected to the Kyle Rittenhouse Cultural Center in oh, Buenos yeah. Aires <laughs> yeah. tried to shoot an elected official in Argentina? This mm-hmm. was that lady that he tried to shoot. Oh, right, right. What happened? His gun just jammed or something? Like, she would have been dead, basically? Yeah, she basically, like, would, yeah. It was a what mechanical happened? failure. He was like too stupid to understand. Oh, if oh you, yeah, you were on the episode. You were on that episode, but there was a guy, an assassin in the greater Buenos Aires area, who tried to kill this woman a few months ago, um, but who? his gun jammed. Oh, of Argentina. Yeah, um, yeah. He tried to kill Christina Kirchner, oh. and uh, he ended up being connected to something called the Kyle Rittenhouse Cultural Center. What? Which was yeah. A far right. <laughs> yeah. They they love that little nerd over there, I guess. Yeah. The and there's fuck? a really yeah. there's a really interesting statement from her that Ben Norton um, translated where she talks about something called a para state that exists in Argentina that mm. essentially exists That's... specifically to keep the regular state acting fascistly. So you have this mm. group of like good. judges and yeah, I mean it sounds basically like what we see every fascist country do, which is like there's an official state and then there's also like a paramilitary para intelligence para mm-hmm. everything kind of state right that really runs things sure yeah I so mean, okay so so now good thing we don't have one of those in america yeah good thing <laughs> we have a democracy here uh D- dina bularte uh, mm-hmm. is now the president right. of peru since two days ago what does it mean that there was a f- 
a failed self coup d'etat, according to Wikipedia. Uh, so how do you have, how do you self coup d'etat? So well, the the what the article was saying, I don't know how true this is, but that uh, Pedro Castillo was trying to like dissolve Congress or the Constitution or something. Mm-hmm. Like I think he was basically cool. trying to be like, well, the government is clearly like corrupted, and I'm trying to stop people from kicking me out. Like right. I, I think they were just sort of like setting him up in like a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. Like if he didn't seize executive power, they would just kind of push him out. And then if he tried to, they would be like, see, you're trying to He's become corrupt. a, you're, you're corrupt. You're trying to become an authoritarian. So you're out. Good. It's the same thing they did to, to Kirchner. And it's mm. the same para state thing where it's like, yeah, okay. So, you know, Pedro Castillo beat Fujimori, but Fujimori's family has still been in huge positions of power across the country. It's the same thing we saw in Chile, right? Where it's like Salvador Allende was elected and he took over, but Mm -hmm. it's like all of the wealthy interests, all of the textile mills and copper mines across Chile were like, their owners were like, we hate this guy. We refuse to work with him. And they deliberately tried to undermine his government. And we're seeing this now, but it's, it, it's, it's happening both at the level of industry, but also because the world does, industry doesn't quite function like it did around the time of the Industrial Revolution. They're also resorting to what Ben Norton, I think, uh, very aptly calls lawfare, where they're mm. literally waging warfare on certain administrations that they don't like via the judiciary in most cases, mm. but also in some cases via that country's legislative body as well. And it's, it's really rough because like, you know, we talk about all these different countries that have, um, you know, left leaning leaders rising up in South America. And we were wondering what the backlash is going to be. And it looks like the U S has decided to stop doing as many coups in West Africa and refocus a little bit closer to home. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, why do, what do you mean? Stop? Well, probably not. I mean, keep an eye out because there were two in Burkina Faso just this year alone. Yeah. Not to mention Guinea-Bissau and a couple of other places. Mm-hmm. People just don't pay attention because Americans don't care about Africa, which is yeah. This is a very confusing. This shit. is very confusing that's happening in Peru because this lady was has been a uh, a part of the Free Peru National Political Party. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it seems like there was an internal party split too. Like the situation that they put Pedro in, she didn't agree with his decision. And so Mm. I don't know if she's like, has a genuine disagreement with him in this situation. And it's an outpouring of that. Or if she's just like an opportunist or if maybe the first one is true, but then opportunists are just using her as a pawn. Sure. Because like Pedro Castillo, let's be absolutely clear was not like there's such a vanishing chance that he was actually corrupt in any serious way, especially when you compare him to the previous people who ran Peru. It's like impossible. He was a school teacher and a union leader before he was president. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, very, very straight up and down guy. (laughs) Normal dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, So this is, I think should be a lesson to everybody about electoralism Mm -hmm. that even if you fucking become the president, They'll fucking kill you or kick you out or make sure you can't do anything to <laughs> to actually change the material conditions of the country that you couldn't that you ostensibly yeah. are in control of. Nominally or, you're the or, leader, yeah. Yeah. No disrespect, but there's a reason Cuba and Venezuela did it the way they did. Yeah. 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 No diss <laughs> but the, <laughs> to uh, people who are trying Valiant things. Effort, and, yeah. you know, hey, if you're trying, you're trying. But I got to say, you're wasting your fucking time if you're yeah. in the DSA or Maybe whatever. Try different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, what do you really fucking expect to happen? Like, they, they killed John F. Kennedy for maybe not wanting to go to nuclear war with the Soviet Union and and the in China. And it's just like that's not that's the country we live in. We live mm-hmm. in a country that got taken over by a paramilitary organization and they killed the president for it. And that's that's what's happening. Then they run the world. So you better have fucking guns. You, you better, probably get some. Even yeah. if you're anywhere within the like storming radius of America mm-hmm. and you're trying to change anything. You better have guns, or they're just gonna ha- they're just gonna kill you. Or, I, I heard there's a there's a cool guy who sells guns who just got out of jail. Maybe look him up. <laughs> he gets back on his feet. <laughs> Victor, yeah. come on the show. Maybe give Mustache <laughs> Man a call. Yeah, yeah. I, I we respect you. Ring. We love the Victor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Bout to come on the show. Mm-hmm. You might be an arms dealer if. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you just got traded for a WNBA player and you don't even play basketball, you might be a fucking arms dealer. <laughs> All right, well, we figured yes. out what we're going to call the episode. So uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been your BB for the week. Uh, if you want, you can check out my other show, Work Stoppage, which is about labor and unions. Bryn's other show, Generation Loss, which is about film and movies and television. And you can check out ToddStoreDoomer.shop. Thank you so much for oh, listening. Wait. If you uh, you. if you like, um, if you want to hear me talk about uh, goth music, specifically The Cure, you can go to patreon.com slash close to me which is my new uh cure podcast that i'm doing with my friend it's very low-key no big deal but and it'll probably end after we finish all the cure but maybe not so this is a fun thing i'm doing with my friend but if you want to listen to me talk about music you can check out close to me it's a lot of fun well who says when you get done with the cure you can't move on to like depeche mode or something yeah we might you know (laughs) like uh it's 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 been a fun time Hell yeah. All right. Well, we love you. Stay high. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Oh, check this out.